Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk with a trio more talented than Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Is that reference a little dated? Alvin! I know I did that joke like 10 minutes ago, but I really liked it, so. Uh, this fun. is Mark. This is Mark along with John and Pete. And as a kind reminder, if you like what you hear or see, please hit that subscribe button down below. Joining us tonight is our special guest from Shut Up Football, Jeff Stoltzfus. Welcome back to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. We'll just catch up the uh, the podcast audience. We did our whole little intro thing um, yeah. not recorded. And so That's we're just going to get into the interview questions because you guys want to get to some football talk. Yeah, the producer of this show. I don't know. I think he needs to get fired. I think he needs to be fired. <laughs> Man, all that talking to you guys was wasted. I know. I mean, it's on, YouTube. it's on YouTube forever. Yeah. Oh. It's not about the recording, but the good memories we'll have along the way. <laughs> Pete, we'll, ju- we'll just have to demote you again to Steph's assistant, I think. That's fine. You know, that'll make me want it harder. <laughs> so if you guys are curious about our little five-minute conversation thing, just go to YouTube, because we want the hits on YouTube anyway. So Yeah, maybe this was on purpose. My master plan to get more YouTube hits. <laughs> He's so smart. <laughs> so smart. Go. Four-dimensional chess, just like Belichick. Yeah. Just like Belichick. <laughs> just like. That line was and, worth the whole thing, Pete. Worth the yep. whole thing, man. And to use that segue, we have a lot to talk about the NFL this week. There we do. <laughs> oh All right. Gosh. Okay. So what are we picking up? Interview questions, Mark. Be better yes. at broadcasting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm new here. I, I, I guess I'm getting demoted, too. Yeah, you're uh, let's all get fired. To, let's get to know our friend Jeff again, shall we? Uh, we wanted to open the show and let you talk about how things are going on at Shut Up Football. So for those that have not been watching, please tell us how the show is going and maybe some new things you might have coming up during this new NFL season. Uh, things are going well. I, I wanted, I really seriously wanted there just to just say it's good, and then just. Get quiet, but, so we did a little no. bit of that part in, yeah. the, in the YouTube yeah. broadcast too, guys. Yeah. So. No, sorry, Jeff, that was your uh, golden opportunity to say a lot better than this podcast. Oh. Uh, I, I amateur, never, amateur hour. I would never. I would I know, never. I uh, we have twenty no, whole th- subscribers, so hey, we're doing great. That's. that's Awesome. Incrementally building towards a hundred thousand. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, Shut up. Football is incrementally building as well. It's a very slow climb, but it's it's getting up the mountain. Uh, and yeah, thrilled thrilled to uh, see where it's at right now. We're going into our third year. I say we. It's me. But uh, I always <laughs> and say fa- we. And your fake friend that you invented. Yeah, I always say we. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for Kevin's sake. For Kevin's uh, sake. He, Kevin's important. Kevin's part of it. He's totally part of it. Um, One day you should pan out from your shot and just have like a like a Wilson in the corner that you talk to and name Kevin. <laughs> be funny. I thought about putting something over there. Just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you're like I talk to him. He's real. Don't judge me. I told people at uh, <clears throat> swim team, my kids' swim team, that I had a YouTube channel. They got very interested and had a lot of questions. But once I told them about Kevin. Holy cow, it's like I didn't exist. <laughs> they just, the epic that they came up with for Kevin's origin story was well worth it. So, my goodness. That's so funny. I wish I could have recorded that. They had a lot of interesting <laughs> ideas. They were saying many bad words. And I was like, what is so, why are you so angry at Kevin? Because he's, uh, he's, he's Kevin a, a dick. 
He's lazy is what he is. He doesn't do anything for the show. He just watches. That's all he ever does. I don't even let him in the house. I think, I don't know. I just come downstairs in the morning. The slider door is open. He's in the pantry rooting around like a squirrel or something. I have no idea how he got in my house, but he waits and he just lays on the couch until I write a script. And then I go down the basement. He comes down. He watches it, says nothing. And well, sometimes he pokes at me. Then he leaves. And I know when it's a really good relation. It's a business relationship, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like he can take any piece of it. He doesn't do anything. A silent partner. Silent partner. Mostly silent, yeah. Mostly (laughs) silent. (laughs) Go ahead, P. Why don't you ask your question? Okay. So, um, you know, we talked about your personal experience with films, filmmaking, last time we spoke. Um, We are curious, though, what are your top three movies of all time? I don't know if we asked that before. Like, what, what influenced you and kind of, you know, why are movies and movie making... Like, why is it so great? What What do you love about it? And what inspired you to really get into it? Like, what film specifically, I guess? Uh, I'll start with uh, the first part of that, which is the films themselves, because, God, yeah, who doesn't love film? Uh, for me, it was Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Shawshank. Okay, yeah. And I mm-hmm. already loved movies by that by that <laughs> point, but that's uh, just it just runs the gamut of, you know, it could be tense, it can be funny, it could be heartwarming. It's got everything. Uh, and I think a lot of the universal themes in it with, you know, freedom and all, all of us being trapped in a prison or whatever, like there's a lot of things going on in that. That to me is the best movie. That can come on any time of day. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it right anytime. In, yeah, you catch it right in the middle and you just can't stop. It's the perfect movie. Do we miss movie. that experience? like a cable yes. movie experience like just I like mean, flipping channels and being like wow that was great i'm gonna watch that because a lot of media intake now is like very decisive like you have to decide to watch a movie and some of that is like i don't do it as much because you have to do it like it's an action it isn't passive i still get you to guys do it. i got youtube tv <laughs> well not not, not, not a sponsor i was yeah i was gonna be i was curious because i had thoughts on that already um but i'd be curious to hear your thoughts too especially pete um, because I used to say that the problem was I would passively watch things I'd seen a hundred times before the matrix was on, I'm flipping channels. Mm. Okay. I'll watch this for 10 minutes. How many yeah. times do I really need to see the matrix again when I could be watching something new? So I, I called it that's passive watching active as you go make a choice. Now that streaming's here, we can actively watch things. However, I don't think that that's actually what we're doing. <laughs> and I, like you said, John, I'll, I'll scroll through the Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever and go, I should watch a movie. No, nah, I don't know if I want to commit two hours. And then you'll end up watching some half hour piece of crap for three and a half hours. So <laughs> See, Mel's, Mel's just like that. She'll say she doesn't have the time to commit to a movie, but son of a bitch, you, you give me 10, 45 minute episodes. You, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in, I'm down. Mm-hmm. But that's just that the world is has ADHD now, as long as, as well as my yeah. life. Yeah, maybe attention spans are just lower. And I think, I mean, it's more digestible chunks. It gives you a chance to go up and take a bathroom break without worrying about missing it. I mean, yes, there is a pause button, but it's when the content itself is structured for that shorter thing. I, I agree, John. I think it's... Uh, Do we feel like content itself is better or is it worse? Because I feel like it shows are for sure better. I can't stand network television anymore. Like, I think like, it's uh, different. What, What's the the stupid plane show on ABC that I ref- I keep trying to watch? Oh, I don't think it's on oh. anymore. <laughs> no, it went to Netflix for a final season. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. Um, Steph and I finished it. 
That's doing the manifest. Show. manifest. The manifest. Yeah. Manifest. Manifest. Yeah, we lost, the, but not interesting. The ending was actually kind of cool. <laughs> it was but, like let's take everything that's the bad yeah. part of Lost. <laughs> yes. Oh, it it really yes. was. It was, and it just it just kept getting more and more ridiculous at the end. So Steph and I got through it by making a drinking game out of it. It was really hard to do the final season because she was pregnant already. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was tough to get through, mm. but. That show proved to me that I can't watch network television anymore. (laughs) And I like, and I've talked about this, like I am a content devourer. I watch Mm -hmm. everything. While we're, while we're on the subject real quickly, Steph did point out there was a huge network show that was very critically acclaimed, uh, and viewer acclaimed. This is us that recently Mm -hmm. finished its run. And, uh, that was one, I feel like that's probably one of like the last bastions of like truly, Emmy winning well, I feel like they can make dramas, TV. but they can't really make anything but dramas. I mean, it's easy to yeah, have. A, a There's bunch a couple of good very, comedies mm-hmm. on network that I that I like to watch. I mean, you have Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. That's uh, very good. Yeah, that that that's yeah. been a good show. But that's because um, Quinta Brunson's a genius. Quinta Brunson is a genius. It, it was not that long ago that The Good Place was on. I thought that that's was true. brilliant. That was that's good true. too. That show yeah. was very smart. I watched that whole show. That show and was that, very smart. that was even like a high budget kind of VFX heavy show, and it still did well. Also, Thirty Rock mm-hmm. is infinitely watchable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I feel like that's yeah. that's almost another era of TV at this point. It is, by the way. Yeah, I mean they don't make them like that anymore. No. Tina, well, Tina I, left I think, SNL, and SNL stopped being funny yeah. until uh, what's his face? Who writes for it now? Um, Colin, Colin Jost. Uh, Colin Jost. Yeah, I've, well, I've, up until yeah. recently, they were saying it was <laughs> the golden age of television, and I, I felt I, like that was true up until do they count them, maybe a year ago. Te- streaming television because I can watch streaming. Television. I think streaming is included in that. I mean, yeah. Apple makes yeah. Be- God, I was just gonna say that at this point, yeah, because they're including even in streaming uh, HBO or Max or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called now. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, they're they're eligible for Emmys, right? So they're they are mm-hmm. including that in the. In the TV. I think the best, and I talked. Uh, um, I think the best content is coming from Apple TV and from Max, really, without a doubt. Like, just so many good shows, like Shrinking and, and House oh, of the Dragon. and Shrinking um, was awesome. Shrinking was mm. so good. That was really so, good. So yeah. good. It didn't that you, to be that good. Did it, do you, any of you guys watch uh, that, uh, shoot, it was, uh, called, was it called The Silo with Rebecca Ferguson? From- I want to, but it's hard to watch sci-fi with Mel, so I don't generally get to the sci-fi. I watch... More I mean, like the emotional comedies and the things that have like mental stuff. I'm trying them. to think of what it's what it really compared to. It's not very sci-fi. Um, it's probably oh, I can't think of what's a good comparison to it right now. But I I think she. I mean, it's kind of like a mystery thriller too, in in a sense. And it's so we watched like 20 minutes of Crowded Room and we had to turn it off because it was too emotional. Which mm. I think Crowded Room is going to be great if you guys want to watch it, but. Anyway, right we should move on. <laughs> no, no, no. We're doing a podcast, Jeff. Jeez. Oh. Now that we're recording. This could be <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Yeah, this is actually the podcast now. <laughs> you could listen to us, watch TV. Uh, hey, and to lead us into the Big Big Football show, and because we had to talk about it, uh, we're at the beginning of another football season, and with the Giants starting to try to contend, I thought it would be interesting to talk about Jeff and his Eagles fandom. Um, what is your best memory? And... Um, do you guys think you're going to get it all this year, or are the Giants going to n- keep you out of the Super Bowl? I don't think the I don't think the Giants are going to keep us out, but uh, statistically hey, man, speaking, I gotta try. You're the only one thinking the Giants are going to beat the Eagles. I think statistically speaking, them returning to the Super Bowl is uh, well, pretty grim. 
in terms of teams that have gone the previous year and then not returned uh, after they lost. So, uh, and there's also like some the question Rams? marks. <laughs> yeah, there's some question marks that still need to be answered this year for the Eagles. They have a new OC. They have a new DC. They have no punter. Last time a I checked, a whole bunch of new running backs. Yeah, well, that's a good like thing. A bunch especially of, like a the, bunch of them. Yeah, well, they're using the shotgun approach to it, so that's nice. <laughs> uh, I, I think that they can get back, though. I mean, that's homerism. I think so. I think they could. I think they should. I think uh, there's no, there's not a real good reason they lost yet last year, other than. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, but also our DC. And oh my goodness, oh my goodness, some of the things he's even said today that I read about that things he was trying to take credit for or throw people under the bus for. And I'm like, oh, Cardinals, mm-hmm. you just keep him. <laughs> Can we talk about the why are you an Eagles fan? Did you grow up in Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I grew up about an hour west in uh, in Lancaster, where all the Amish are from. Nice. So, nice. I mean, my name my name there is like Smith. It's, it's really it's, yeah seriously Amazing. it's the most when my gr- great times eight grandfather came over from germany as amish he brought the amish religion with him it's not there in germany anymore and he started all the amish oh, in pennsylvania and all across the land all come from him he was a stultzfus so wow nice that's that's Legitsky's, and he's got a, uh, a old school house in Reading, PA that people can go visit and hang out and see. So, no I mean, kidding. It's just a house. Don't don't go, but it's <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I, I had a job that used to take me to Lancaster, and I really? also learned you're not supposed to because pr- it's because uh, us English folk would mm-hmm. think it's Lancaster. That's how no. we still say it, West well, New York. <laughs> we yeah, no, it. About when I lived in LA, just north there was Lancaster, mm-hmm. and where I grew up in Pennsylvania is Lancaster, mm-hmm. which I mean they're spelled the same way, but it's the same as uh, Newark, you know, New Jersey and Newark, Delaware, or whatever. I forget which one is which mm-hmm. now. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's Newark, New Jersey, Newark, Delaware. But that yeah. is interesting, yeah, because I've never heard it anything other than Lancaster, and that's uh, close to where I grew up. Yeah, the the Western New York one, not the Pennsylvania one. But also, you're close to Pennsylvania because you live in Western. Close, Park. but yeah, no, that is fascinating to me though that it's it's different pronunciation. Yeah. And what's your first Eagles memory? First thing. Yeah. God, it would be way back before I was actually a fan. It'd have to be something with my dad watching, probably uh, Randall Cunningham. Randall just Cunningham. For his life. That's pretty cool. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was not a big Eagles fan when I was a kid. I was a big I wasn't a big football fan when I was a kid. That came probably late teens, early twenties. But I do remember my dad watching Eagles games, Eagles games as a kid, and it would have been Randall. It would have been uh Buddy Ryan back in the ah, day. Buddy Ryan. Oh yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Great defensive coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean when uh God what was his name? Uh the Minister of Defense was on the Eagles before he we went to the Packers. Uh, was, yeah. What's his name? Reggie White. Yeah, that was the way back. So yeah. good memories. What do you have a favorite like team? Like a year from like a, a version of the of the Eagles? No. No? No. This year. This year? Hey, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right? No, well, I mean it's tell you what, it's absolutely impossible not to say the a couple of years ago when they went to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles and won. I mean, oh yes, the Philly special. I, I don't like to talk about yeah. that. 
Talk, <laughs> talk about being surprised. I mean, you know, no expectations whatsoever mm-hmm. going into it. Just happy to no, be nominated. You know, no fun story about that Super Bowl where we're mm-hmm. at our buddy Dane's house. Hey, Dane and Kate, how are you? Yep. And um, we're watching the Super Bowl on Hulu. Hulu Live. And they got Hulu Live for the Super Bowl. And um, that game is ending. And we all remember how that game ends. And right before that last play, <laughs> the broadcast was done. The game went too long. And Hulu was like, nope, oh, we're gone. Oh, yeah, Hulu dropped the feed. Yeah, Hulu That's dropped right. the feed. Oh, my goodness. Right. And it was, it the was first their first year. time running a, a live you know, yep, streaming game on live yep. streaming. Yep. And, and, and so like Hulu got in so mm-hmm. much trouble for that. Oh, my God. But yeah, Is that not cool called? for sports fans? Not <laughs> cool for sports fans at all. So we, they, oh they're God. like, we're sorry. And we're like, it's not your fault that Hulu sucks. I know. I think we did get it back sorry, up, but it, the damage was done. I mean, the play was already over and they already scored. Yeah. It was already done. Right. And then Dane was yeah. sad. Very sad. So Very sad. sad. And Mark, I think, cried. He I wasn't there for bit. that, but probably. <laughs> I cried a little bit. Come on, man. Any Patriots fan had enough already. Had enough. No. no. I know you always want more, but it's never, never enough. Did you, hear, did you hear he's talking about coming back because he's a weird, old, crazy man? Brady? Yeah. I, heard, I read that. You know, he, he's available on no. the Yahoo draft boards. You could draft Tom Brady. In fact, well, I'm I mean, in a league. I'm in a league where Mr. Relevant was Tom Brady. Didn't we joke about that in Armchair Quarterback Football League? We joked Some in that in AFQL. Somebody or, said. Uh, not AFQL, in, uh, in our league, uh, Greatest League. Okay, maybe that was Greatest League, but mm-hmm. uh, I could have sworn somebody said out, oh, Brady's still on the board. And Jeff, before we switch to the topics, what's your feelings about Mark Wahlberg and Invincible? Just to mix those topics up. Uh, yeah. Mm. I thought you said yeah. uh, Donnie for some reason, but no, that no, wasn't Mark Wahlberg. No, he, I know I wasn't talking about Blue Bloods now on CBS, I think. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it. It's a good football it's, movie, right? It's, it's not a bad movie. Uh, mm. You know, when it comes to football movies, I feel like there's probably less really great ones than baseball movies. Uh, and I feel like Invincible was, it was fine. It was, it was good. It wasn't a great football movie, but it was a good one. So it's no unnecessary roughness. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <gasps> oh, you need I know. Keanu Reeves. I know. And um, no, that's uh, replacements. No, I'm thinking of replacements. You're thinking of the replacements. Yeah, replacements. I've seen is older. Yeah, yeah unnecessary that's roughness the, is that's early nineties. That was that's with the Brooke problem. Shields. They were it. like, we're going to find this kicker. Oh, yeah. these girls are playing soccer. Wow, she seems really good at kicking. Right. Well, no, 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 no. Brooke Shields. Was it Brooke? That was Kylie Ireland. Kathy Ireland. Maybe. Kathy Ireland. I had to look it up now. I mean, it was. One I mean, of I don't want to. I don't want to fight you on it. I didn't <laughs> no, even I, see the movie. I have uh, a terrible actually, memory. I'm Cunningham, getting very, very old. To date, Cunningham was probably still the Eagles' quarterback at that time. So you think <laughs> I was watching that instead, or? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I honestly no, don't I just remember if I've seen the whole movie then. either. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Scott Bakula. I'm trying oh to remember God, if I, I saw the whole thing. Scott Bakula. Wow. I love this fuck. I love this fucking movie. Damn. Yeah, I just, it just, I think it was just a generational thing, and, and I missed Rob it. Rob Go back. Rob Logia. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have to go back and check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time. Right. We're like yeah, two well, minutes let's, over. Let's let's right. let's move on. All right, are we ready to get started, everyone? Hell yeah. Yes. All right. So today is all about football, football, football. <laughs> and if we could play, if we could play play the music, we would. 
But oh my god! So. I've all no. I've had in my head this week is this stupid ESPN Prime NFL Primetime football <laughs> music, and I've so wanted to have it do as a it background, a, like acapella. Pete, I was now. seriously considering if I had more time, like if, if I had off today, like with COVID, I would have somehow come up with a multi-track acapella version of all of that music. Good call, by the Could way, um, Jeff, Kathy Ireland. Uh, yeah, I think we can. Oh. I think we can nom it. Yeah. Let's all do it at the same time. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were thinking of a different one. No, no. And who who could forget the classic? Like you hear those drums kick in. Pete, I got to tell you, man, this is, the re- this is the reason I we love it. We digress. <laughs> no, sorry. No, this is Wait, so it's this not is the rap song I sent you? No, but that no, was no, also no, no, awesome. No, no. Was that the, was that based on the Monday Night Football song? That's what I don't know. Uh, is which I came think first. it's I think it's the Fox Sports one. Oh, uh, okay. I just typed it into Google and that right? came Wasn't up. It, like, the, it was amazing. Yes, yes, that's what it was. That was so that's good. Fox. I was I was fascinated by it. I'm like, I have no idea which one came first because you know they sample I stuff would, all the time, but. Yeah, I would not be surprised right. if Fox just lifted it. <laughs> just, I mean, right. Right. tried to not pay the guy. Mark, tell us the Joke. rules for our new game. <laughs> mm. All right. So as I'm sure you've now all seen, we're very excited that the NFL season has started. Starts this week. In fact, tonight, right now, the uh, Lions and Chiefs are playing as we speak. Now, those of you who Can we have, get a live score update, Mark. No, because I don't know. It's in commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, those of you who uh, who listen or watch know that I am a Boston sports fan, and that includes the New England Patriots, where I grew up 15 minutes away from the old Sullivan Stadium. But the class of the AFC East has been taken over by Pete's Bills, who have won the division for the last three seasons. Of course, the other two, t- of course, the other two teams haven't just been sitting at home with the Jets. Th- throwing in the kitchen sink and trading for Aaron Rodgers and the Dolphins acquiring defensive guru Vic Vangio as their defensive coordinator. So everyone who will come out on top of the potentially the best division in football, the AFC East. Well, I just got to say, I think that the NFC East is probably the best division in football. And I think Jeff probably agrees with me. So I do. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Very smart. We'll see. (laughs) The East is strong in the NFL these days. Um, I, I, think st- I mean, I think they're a really interesting division. I think that um, I think that the Jets are really, really trying. I mean, um, just Aaron really, Rogers, really trying. Aaron Rodgers, you know, my favorite human. I think Dalvin Cook is a really exciting pickup. Um, I I'm think really that, sick of all this Super Bowl talk for the Jets, though. I mean, they're <laughs> like, yeah. they I get to, it. They're a little like, bit ahead of themselves. Okay, they they're a little so bit ahead money. of themselves. National media always has to pick their NFL darling. And everybody's sick of the Bills and the AFC East at this point because they've done it three years. So, oh, my God, the Jets are doing stuff. Let's see <laughs> if they can win. So it's almost like they're trying to channel it into existence. But decades of watching the Jets have uh, led me to believe otherwise. Except for when they beat you last year, twice. Except for that. Once. <laughs> no, just once. They split. That they also, and, they're, and they're playing each other Monday night. They also had they to are. had to tear Josh Allen's UCL to make that first that win That is happen, true. They so. did tear his arm off. But they also played pretty good. I mean, except for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, that, the Jets... That, that defense is confident, man. They think yeah. they could be... confident. Very good. They think they could be the best defense ever, historically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what they've been talking about. What do you guys think? Is that all talk, or do you think they actually have it to back it up? They looked really I mean, good Sus- last year. Sus Gardner's the real deal. Yes. Sus Gardner's yeah. pretty good. Quinn and Williams is still good. Quinn and Williams is awesome. They have a very good front four. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, who's we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, will the yeah. defense improve from last year? Jeff is very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's at. Oh, he also, I was going to say, well, he also might be, he also might be frozen. <laughs> he, he's using this, this legendary technology called an antenna that beams yeah. television yeah. signals over the airwaves at the speed of light. And thus, I'm like that dude in a movie people. who's just like, oh, he, he doesn't like new technology and he's got like an old, I don't know, ham radio or something. He's like, yeah. ah, you kids, I've got the old technology and I know we, things now in apocalypse. We, we probably shouldn't yes. be broadcasting while football's going on anymore. Right. But when the world goes down, the only one left <laughs> yeah, is this, I, is this guy's ham radio and that still works. I thought so that I was a question. Of I, the game uh, or I see why game. you're, ex- I see why you're excited now. <laughs> I, mm. I definitely see why you're excited. Yeah, who's in charge of scheduling? This was brilliant. Let's do this on the first <laughs> night of football because everyone will be watching us, not the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they'll have it on at the same time because everybody has ADHD is what we're will talking they? about. Yeah. No, they won't. But nobody watches this anyway, Jeff. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fine. All right. Um, be, not, not as many people seem to be talking about the, about the Dolphins as the other teams. Well, I guess, oh, the, and the Patriots. Too. I'm kind of surprised but, about that. They're still but good. They, they're sneak, yeah, they're going to be sneaky good, especially with Vic mm-hmm. Fangio as their defense coordinator now. My concern with the Dolphins is last year they came out hot. They looked awesome. Tua was like, he's the guy. Well, now. Tua was healthy. Yeah, Tua yeah. was yeah, healthy. We, we mm-hmm. get it. Tua is awesome. And then the second half of the year was just so very different. Because he yeah. wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, because you couldn't see straight. It's like, um, and, their de- and their defense lo- only could play defense at home. And mm-hmm. they were giving up like 40 points a yeah. game. It's like when they ripped Brock Purdy's arm off and then he was bad at football. Yeah, and then they bopped Tua in the head. Well, actually, Tua just fell down and went boom. Yeah. He went more than boom. He got his bell ring a couple splat. times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tua went splat. I mean, Tua, we talk about great skill players, though. I mean, right. the skill players in Miami are awesome. They have awesome Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Uh-huh. Sure. Awesome On paper, they, they still look amazing, which is why everyone they, they have all They have all the former 49er running backs sure. that aren't named Ed McCaff- or Christian McCaffrey. I have heard I mean, Raheem Mustard is okay, but right. running backs don't matter. So I've heard a few well, pre- predictions with Miami finishing first or second in the division. So it's not all the Jets this offseason. They are an offense that is entirely built on speed. Every one of their mm-hmm. skill guys is like a track star. And yeah. so you're right. You're right. We should not discount the Dolphins just because Jets are getting hype or Bills on paper are always the one the we think is going to win it. Yeah. All right, so all right, real quick, who do we think is going to win the division? Pete, uh, I don't have to ask you that. You already know. Yeah, I mean, yes, you can let him know. talk about it, though, because he really wants to. Okay, so for 20 years, I remember every time, right, back, rewind to when Brady was on the Patriots, and every year, all this offseason hype would happen, and Buffalo would be like, oh, we traded for Drew Bledsoe. Oh, this is going to be the year. Oh, we got Chan Gailey as our offensive genius. Oh, this is going to happen. <laughs> Oh my God, we have like Marshawn Lynch and Fred Jackson and CJ Spiller in this. Okay, that was a dumb idea. But you know what I mean? Every year, it's all this hype, all this buildup. And then it's like, you get seven, eight weeks into the season. It's like, ah, shit, Tom Brady's still the quarterback of the Patriots. Well, now it's my turn because Josh Allen is still the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. And Diggs is that very is, angry. That is that a truth fact. So all right, that's, that's my reasoning. I think that the bills definitely need to figure out, you know, something other than passing it to Stefan Diggs or Josh Allen jumping over people, but they definitely, at least on paper, look like the best team. Yeah. I definitely invested heavy. I drafted Josh Allen in my redraft. So nice. Jeff? I would like him to score a lot of touchdowns. 
Did no one mention the Patriots? It's okay. I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was wondering. I mean, Mark's, Mark's going Mark's Mark's to mention the Patriots, so really, you're the tiebreaker. I don't think they're going to win the division, though. They I could don't sneak think into it's... a playoff spot, though. I, I'm going to go the. I'm going to go Jets. Really? Go Jets. Yeah, yeah, and I, okay. I, I don't have a good reason to doubt the Bills <laughs> seriously, uh, mm. other than the fact that I've never seen them run somebody. Like actually have That's a true, true ground game do, that is not. Th- Josh I'm surprised Allen. even they have running backs on the on the they, team. Yeah, they put too much on Josh Allen, and I need to see this yeah. year that there's been a change. Do we think James Harris makes a difference? And James uh, Cook, not James I think he should. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think mean Harris makes a difference because right. yeah. Well, at the goal at the goal line, absolutely. He's got the the physical ability to power mm-hmm. one over the goal line, and I do think James Cook will show more this year than he did last year. Uh, his size, that type of back has been shown uh, statistically, historically, that they take a while, that they take at least a full season, if not into their second, to get going. So uh, it's just a level of commitment from the actual team. That's the the thing that... Yeah, Ken Dorsey has to get me. a little bit smarter with his play calling. We'll see if he's, yeah, he, sure. he, he got a little, uh, he, he adjusted. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree with if that. If I could too. see that, I would probably be, uh, I would probably pick the Bills based on that if I just knew that they were going to run or commit to the run more this year. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'll go Jets just because I think that they might have a top 10 defense. And I'm, I'm always a sucker for a good D. I really am. And I felt like last year, <laughs> is that a weird thing to say? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Lean I into it. Straight, I had a straight Lean face to that whole thing. No, no, this uh, has got to be your opening theme song now. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> if only that could be the title of the podcast. Uh, I mean, it might amazing. have to be a sucker for a good D. I'm telling you, John, if you show me a good D, I'm all over it. <laughs> all over it. got to be nice uh, and solid, both right? Hands. Both hands. Yeah. Big and, big oh, and solid. Oh, my goodness. Firm, uh, no, but seriously, a, a Jets, a, a Jets with a, a dominant mm. defense and mm. what they lacked all this time. I mean, let's be honest, they they lacked a true quarterback. Sorry, Zach Wilson, they've yeah. got one now. Even if he's lesser, even if he's not the Aaron Rodgers of the past, <laughs> just to have him as a signal caller, as a as a reader of defenses, and Randall Cobb I, I can think... read them bedtime stories, so that's cool. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's there true. You go. Grandpa in his rocking chair because he's a hundred. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so I'll take the Jets. Okay, why not? I don't, I don't think the Dolphins, and I don't think. Uh, oh, definitely not bad. the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I definitely Patriots. don't think the Patriots, but they're just going to hang around. They're going to be like the. I think they're going to hang around. I yeah. I think I think I actually think everyone in the AFC East is going to finish above five hundred. I think they will too. Um, I would. Yeah, I'd go with that. There's something sure. about the Jets, and I think it's just because they're the Jets. That I think something's going to implode about on that team. Mm. Like, like Aaron Rodgers, I think might get he he, he might get a little boo boo on himself. He might go and then crazy all of a sudden, again. he doesn't. Yeah. So they and then he's the like, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, they don't Side have this, this strong of a line. Side note, guys, we're over time. Mm. So, so yeah. my hot take: I think it's going to be Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. That's that's the order. Of the, okay. uh, I think the division is going to be last. Wow. Jets are going to yes. go down. I think the Jets are going to be last. Interesting. They're going to go down on the day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, baby. I will say this one last thing though is that uh, 
Mac Wilson. No, Mac Wilson. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones. Wilson. Where that guy Wilson is. Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has been uh, consistently my last pick in best ball fantasy this year. I think he's going to have an upswing this year. So Mac Jones will have a decent year, I think. Oh, yeah. They have a real offensive coordinator this year. Oh my hey, god! Hey, look at that! It's gonna yeah. be a four-hour episode, and I have no time right to edit it. So let's move this shit on. Okay, who's going yeah. next? Mark, can you explain to the listeners the rules? Because you didn't, and they're just confused. I don't have to, do I? <laughs> all yes. right. So rules. we're we're ch- we're changing format for this episode just a little bit. Each of us, all four of us, actually, are going to pick a division. We're gonna go do our little intro, and then we're all gonna talk about it. So there is a little mm-hmm. bit of a change in format. Uh, and we're, we're going to continue, talk, you guys. It's we're so gonna, exciting. Yeah. Yes, we're going to continue now Super to the NFC East. This is the next topic. So, like I talked about, let's talk about the NFC East. Uh, so we clearly know that I'm going to use my time in the NFC East to talk about the New York Giants. Um, 2022 was a major transition year for them with a new GM and Joe Shogun and a new coach and Brian Dable, both hired within a week uh, in January of 2022. Um, they proceeded to help the Giants reach their uh, the playoffs for the first time in six years with a 9-7-1 record and only the second time since their Super Bowl victory in 2011. So that was a minute. It's been kind of hard to be a Giants fan. Um, argue the potential all you want, but the addition of Darren Waller has brought new excitement to the Giants' offense and is a great counterattack to a stack box looking to block star running back and center of the 2022-23 offense, Saquon Barkley. The Giants have also added uh, speed demon Jalen Hyatt from the draft, as well as journeyman Jamison Crowder and Paris Campbell. Um, Overall, I think the NFC East is going to be a pretty contentious division. I believe the Eagles will probably still win it. Uh, the Giants and the Cowboys will probably both have respectable seasons and both make the playoffs. And so my question is pretty simple. Am I just a hopeful fool or will the addition of Darren Waller and other actual receiving targets and make an appreciable difference in the Giants offense and get them past the powerhouse Philadelphia Eagles? Or am I just an idiot and I just miss them beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? You're an idiot. Well, <laughs> I okay. Well, idiot, it, it, time done. In the Giants' defense, I will say this: um, I was just looking at the the Vegas over under lines for win totals for the Giants. They have it at seven five. I would take the over really? all day. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's all it. Day. All yeah, day. That's it. Wow. Day. And so Mark's instructions Easy. were to come up with records. My records for the NFC East: twelve and five Eagles, ten and seven Giants and Cowboys, and seven and ten Commanders. Because I think the Commanders are still going to be terrible. Yeah, they well, seven and ten's not that terrible though. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, and I think it's an uptick, but. I feel like Dallas is overrated every year. The Giants are underrated every year. Mike McCarthy is slowly digging his own grave. Yeah, and I think so too. Yeah. He's probably, regardless, I think, of what happens this year, I think he gets fired. <laughs> it does seem like they're leading him down that path in that, like, yeah. if he makes the playoffs and still loses in the first game, now, he's gone. I, I think Jerry Jones screwed up, though, because I think he wanted Sean Payton this whole time. And now Sean oh, Payton's yeah. on the Broncos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. he should have fired McCarthy this past offseason because he that's where then you, could have gone Sean, Sean Payton to land right land that's, right when we were talking about coaches last year absolutely yeah yeah I think but, this Trey Lance thing that they're doing too Jerry is just trying to like overwork Dak Prescott's psyche oh, oh absolutely I, oh no I think Dak is out after this year yeah I think, I think, so I think they're gonna try I think they're gonna trade him because keep in mind they still have to pay CeeDee Lamb they still have to pay mm, Micah Parsons. They have, they have to fucking pay CD Lamb. They have to get that money from somewhere. And oh, Dak is Dak's hit uh, salary cap is fifty nine million dollars next year. But they're gonna yeah. have to put Trey Lance into games this year to see what they've got. Oh, absolutely. There's, He's got to get reps. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they're going to let Dak go because the devil, you know, like if you let Dak go and Trey Lance is the starter next year, you might not make the playoffs. This is Jerry Jones we're talking about. <laughs> and, and Trey Lance is the number three quarterback. The two, what second one is, is that Cooper Rush? Yes. I forget who, I forget who the yeah, number two is. It is, it is, is Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Who, Cooper who Rush did play did a couple games a last games, year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was very, very bad. Very, very bad. I could see Lance easily. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He that. wasn't very bad because they won. As a well, CD Lamb owner, I was sad. But yes, they oh. did. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Yeah, it wasn't good for fantasy. Not fantasy good for fantasy. <laughs> but game wise, he only lost one game before okay. Dak came back. It was yeah, he was three. And one. I think it was three and one. I think he goes three wow. and one. It was like more than that. It was like four, whatever. But okay. it was. Think, uh, it wasn't until it wasn't until the Eagles game when he got undressed. You should stay like on point though. Is Daniel Jones going to throw more than thirteen touchdowns? Oh, absolutely. He's well, probably yeah. going to throw thirteen touchdowns just to Darren Waller himself. I think so. Too. <laughs> probably <laughs> they look. He already looks like a favorite. I mean, he's going to be the number one target, but he, he already looks like a favorite yeah. in the preseason. Yes. And Daniel Jones, like he excels in the middle of the field. Darren Waller is going to be primarily in the middle of the field. Darren Waller is going to probably have at least 100 catches this year. I really I think so. do think, I mean, and maybe I'm just target, being, yeah. being a hopeful homer, but I think that the addition of Jalen Hyatt is really going to actually make a difference. I mean, he's a kid and he might be terrible, but he's as fast as Tyree Kill. And um, he looks really good in the preseason. He scored twice. Um, he runs a four three forty. Jesus Christ! Is his route running good, or is it like a DK Metcalf situation where it's just like I'm faster and stronger than you? Deal with it. <laughs> um, I think he thinks he's faster than everybody, but he actually is. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, he's not a great route runner, but no. he's known for his deep speed. But my question to you is: with Darren Waller occupying the middle and them seemingly having no other wide receivers other than slot receivers, who isn't occupying the middle? That's true. They could just have all four receivers just run in the middle of the field. So everybody, right? everybody, everybody <laughs> I think the, the big problem That'd be an easy Giants. zone defense to play. <laughs> the, right? the problem for the Giants yeah. for a long time, though, has been it's been really easy to defend against Saquon Barkley because they all know that Daniel Jones has never had targets. I mean, never. Mm-hmm. And so um, the idea, at least, is that with a run defense, it would be easy to pass to Waller. And I mean, you saw that in the preseason, all those receptions that he got were on those plays. And maybe they roll answer, Daniel though. Jones out a little bit more too, so they yeah. he can actually go to the outside. Because I mean, clearly he he works better when he's only looking at part of the field and not the whole field. Right, mm. he's not that smart. Or he, if he gets tripped over the twenty yard line, or he trips uh, on his own feet again. <laughs> he's my favorite. He's worth all those every dollar of that forty million. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the greatest highlights from from last year. Him tripping tripping over the twenty yard line. So, oh fuck, guy man. I know, like. <laughs> When Dable was, was the OC of the Bills oh. there, um, they rarely yeah, ever used 12 personnel. And maybe that was just a lack of talent. But with Waller in, on the field, I mean, if they're stacking the box with Saquon, and do, do the Giants have another tight end? Like, do they have ways to... Yes, they okay. do. Daniel Bellinger. They had the guy who kind of played... Yeah, Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, okay, last right. year. Oh, I love Daniel Bellinger. Okay. I drafted him last year and redrafted him this year in fantasy. Uh, he, he has an athletic profile that is off the charts. Yeah. Can he, I'm, I was actually okay. surprised that they brought in Darren Waller, but it's Darren Waller. Yeah. It's Darren Waller. He but, I mean, and they got him for peanuts. Literal, okay. actual peanuts. What were the Raiders thinking? They found it met life. Right. They just handed mm-hmm. it to the Raiders. They were like, here, can we have Darren Waller? And he's like, I don't yeah. know. Sure. But I so picked I up uh, Bellinger again this year because if Darren Waller were to go down for any reason, hmm, why sure. wouldn't I want Very Bellinger true. again this year? Very true. Yeah. I mean, he was and doing I, 
fairly well for a rookie last year until he got a fist in the eye. <laughs> it's true. That I just wonder true. if you're going to see some situations where if teams are still going to stack the box against Saquon, like you, you have both those tight ends in the field, one, one blocking and then Waller can maybe spring open with all the attention on the line. I mean, it, I guess I'm curious to see if we're going to see some creative play calling that takes advantage of that, which seems like it'd be a crowded space or not. And then, oh, wait, if you do that and everybody's blocked, then Jalen Hyatt's a million yards ahead. I mean, I don't know if Daniel Jones can throw it that far, but That's, he's going to yeah. be open. Are people right? going to respect Jones, you know, hucking the ball across his body 25 yards to the other side of the field to get it to him? I no. think the only thing I'd say about Daniel Jones, and he has never <laughs> just... proved to anyone that he is a good pocket passer, but... He has been working hard since he got his contract. So, but Dable showed something last year. He did, and he, he, did. he really did because I did not expect the Giants to do what they did. So, oh, I no think one did. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 playing the spoiler this year. They're the threat. Uh, I think outside of the Eagles to either just destroy the Cowboys or just to to cause havoc. As long as they've got that coach, it seems like they could do creative things. They can surprise. Yes. I, I saw some of the stuff they were doing in their defenses, even against the Eagles, and it was surprising stuff. So he's smart. I think they've always got a chance with him. I don't know I what he's building with 25 slot receivers, but I would never <laughs> count them out this year. Yeah, yeah. A lot of slot receivers. <laughs> that is very that's, true. That's and, we're okay. of, and we're out of time. Uh, quick predictions then for winners of the division. I called it before. I said that Eagles are still going to win it Eagles, um, yeah. for sure. But I think that the Giants and the Cowboys are going to be competitive and they're both going to finish over 500. I, th I think, the, and I think the Giants will overtake the Cowboys in the division because I, I, I think so. this is Mike McCarthy's I, last se season as a coach. I agree with this. I, I feel like this is the year Dallas is going to have quite the fall and be. Uh, mm. Yep. And I just be hope Terry McLaurin gets touchdowns. I don't need the commanders to do anything but that. Just the throw commanders the ball love McLaurin. Sam Howell. No, Washington they love they do. Sam yeah. Howell. They do. They will be plucky and make their way to seven or eight wins and yeah, maybe miss out on a top draft pick. <laughs> Brian Robinson fly. will run the ball. He's actually very good. Mm -hmm. I like Brian Robinson a lot. Yeah, it's the Eagles division. Get down for the next topic. So let's jump back to the AFC. Um, let's focus on now the AFC North specifically. Uh, as I researched this, I came across the name The Division of Death. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's a very apt name. Um, so it's hard for me to focus on one specific topic or one team here because they're all poised to wreak havoc on the NFL and each other. Um, the Bengals lost key secondary members um, and the line, while rebuilt, is still not fully gelled together, but they still continue to have an elite offense, I think, as long as Joe Burrow's calf holds out. And it is, um, he's playing. He's playing on. Yeah, Sunday. he's going to start week one. The Ravens moving on to them have a new offensive scheme coordinator. Let's see what happens there um, and potential reemerging OBJ now hopefully healthy uh, for Lamar Jackson to throw to. If he, he stays healthy today, by the way, if anybody yeah. was wondering if he stays healthy, um, I've seen some analytics where their ceiling is higher than the Bengals for win total. Uh, moving on to the Browns. <laughs> Will Deshaun Watson remember how to play football and finally bring Cleveland not. back to the promised land? Um, <laughs> they got a lot of good talent on paper, but I still have yet to see it come together. What about Pittsburgh, who has a coach who hasn't yielded a losing record in over a decade and has a lot of buzz with Kenny Pickett's young career and a defense that truly looks terrifying with a healthy TJ Watt? 
Uh, mm. So with all of their win totals and an analysis showing high ceilings of 10 to 12 wins, who will emerge victorious from this inevitable bloodbath? So the Bengals did pick up Orlando Brown as uh, their new tackle. So that should solidify their offensive line a little bit. They did. I, I heard that. But they, part of they, their... They, yeah, and their offensive, offensive line second half of the year also seemed to gel a little bit more than they did the first half of the year. The first half of the year, I mean, God, uh, that was atrocious. So uh, I think the offensive line troubles for Cincinnati, they, they should be resolved. But the defense, like you said, they lost a lot of good players on defense. So, but do you need defense when you score 40 points a game? You still, I guess, mm. if you if you give up thirty, but you score playing. forty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be a very sneaky team because uh, Kenny Pickett did play very well in the second half of the year last year, uh, and the connection that he has with George Pickens is phenomenal. Uh, I was watching uh, one of the the NFL shows, uh, and uh, they were showing that like his his quarterback rating to George Pickens was like almost perfect. Mm. <laughs> For whatever reason, he just can catch anything from Kenny Pickett. Pickett to Pickens. He only needs pick one your, Pick your Pickett to Pickens picks. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it on the uh, same end, to a sports I think near you. Pittsburgh is, I mean, they struggled last year, right? They couldn't, I mean, they, they had a winning record because they just forced it into them, but they struggled. I mean, Najee Harris did not have a good year. I was a Najee Harris owner. He did not have a good year. Yeah, their offensive line was not very good. Yeah, and Johnson yeah. was hurt but TJ Walk the got, year. And TJ Walk uh, got hurt. Yeah, he was out year. for a lot of yeah. the year. I mean, I think it's going to be very hard to beat a now filthy fucking rich Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Ah, breaking news. Just got signed to a new five-year uh, two hundred seventy-five. Uh, oh, that must be really a lot fresh. Of that, a lot of that guaranteed, averaging fifty-five yeah. million a year. We That's need a breaking new news soundbite, by the way. Yeah, a humongous. He is now officially the highest-paid um, NFL player ever. And I told you he was going to get paid the most because he's the best oh, yeah. quarterback. Yep, Absolutely. he's 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 top three quarterback easy, and he's the latest one to get a big contract. He timed that. he timed it perfectly. Justin Herbert got signed, and Joe Burrow's yeah. like, I want more. Of course, <laughs> exactly. And I think like, that yeah. Baltimore is exciting, but way too reliant on injuries way too reliant on a very old obj who hasn't played in over a season i mean well but they have the new they have zay flowers now zay flowers yes yeah. i mean who is very Rashad Bateman was supposed to be a thing so obj doesn't have to be the number one even though everyone thinks he is they have <laughs> other options he's not number one i mean the number one is no. probably most accurately mark andrews but uh oh, absolutely. Yeah. Number, oh yeah he's gonna start injured though um that, that mark he was on yeah. the injury report this week. And, is he questionable um, though? Or yeah. like, he may still play, right? Or is he, he rolled out? He might still play, but he it's he's not going to be one hundred percent. He's okay. going to be on a pitch count for sure. That's a team that's got a crazy depth at uh, tight end because Mark Andrews is awesome. Mm. Isaiah mm-hmm. likely yeah. showed a lot already, and I think he's awesome. Even though I'm not into short tight ends, he he's legit. <laughs> that hey, was baby. Clark, man. He was one of the best. I'm just tight giving ends. you all the good stuff, John. <laughs> <laughs> you Suck giggle factory. <laughs> Uh, but then they have uh, Charlie Kohler too who hasn't really been on the field much and I always thought that athletically he profiled really well so they just they seem to be one of those teams that just drafts and and gets gets good tight ends yeah it's a it's a brand new offense it's a brand new (laughs) offense a brand um so yeah we haven't really seen what this offense can do just yet but there's I'm excited about Zay Flowers I really am I think that's going to be the, the 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 first number one receiver and, that and I really, Rashad really Bateman, liked him by in the, the draft. Way, yeah, Rashad, Rashad Bateman. The first three games of last season was lights out. He so many yards. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But then he got yeah. hurt, and so did the rest of the team. 
Yeah, they've just, they've just had so many injuries lately. It's I don't think we've seen the full potential of the Ravens for a good two, three years. I mean, since they were in the divisional round against Buffalo in 2020. But they're always in the mix. They don't go away. They're it's always the in the mix. They're still yeah. good, even with I, all that. I will say that about the Ravens and even Pittsburgh last year. And the Steelers, too, disappointing, yeah. Yeah, had a down year. But they had a rookie quarterback. I mean, Najee Harris... I think was actually more hurt than he let on. I think so. Too. Uh, he didn't. Look so, good. but they, but they were still in the mix. Like Mike Tomlin, still he has never had a losing record in his entire coaching career. Mm-mm. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, as Pete likes to say, since his MVP year, Lamar Jackson has the uh, ability to just completely take over a game. If right? he can just stay healthy for a full season, I. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why I, mean, I feel like the MVP, they. He was the yeah. MVP the last time, right? Sure. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, Cleveland, I mean, a lot of this r- lies on can Deshaun Watson still play? People, I've, I've I think seen he, a lot I of... I think he'll bounce back. Yeah. I think I've he'll seen a lot back. of buzz around Cleveland lately, like more than no, I they expected. Suck. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> okay. And this admittedly great division, like... Cleveland's the poo on their shoes. Like, I mean, they, he does have a more historically to throw yes. to, and he can hand it yeah. off to Nick Chubb. He's got good sure. receivers. Right. Yeah, like beyond the mark, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore's there. Like he's got uh, Joku yeah. there. Like he's got plenty of people. He's got a good ground game, good defense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's a tough division, and I have no reason to suspect they're going to rise to the top of it. No. Right. I mean, where's they, the evidence? But the right, they could be a team that gets 11, 12 wins in a weak division, but six or seven I mean, in this division this, just because again, of how brutal the... and, and Mark I agree with you they had this very talented skill player roster of Chubb and Njoku and Mel Cooper I have Amari Cooper mm-hmm. on a team this year I mean um, he was great for a little bit and then they got very bad yeah I, anyway, I, I have more faith in, yeah so you guys still think it's all Bengals all day or do you think that all, uh old Bengals I don't. I don't yeah. think they're going to be like one of the top teams. Like I, they may. They may get twelve wins. I think they're going to mm. get a little down from last year, but because it's it's a very it's a more evenly matched division. I think. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah. I, but I still think they're going to win it. I think it's Bengals, and I think Pittsburgh and Ravens are just going to be yeah. on the fringe of the playoffs, making hell for people. But and then Cleveland's nothing. I, I agree with that. Mm. I actually think one. I think between okay. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, one of them will make the playoffs and i actually think pittsburgh over baltimore because of their defense next topic all right I'll so use, we got the that. oh all right then yeah but you mean you like that more than uh, my dirty talk about d's d's no, and tight ends I mean, we wish I mean, it all i mean no, in football you also said fisting no, yeah. earlier too <laughs> did i well, you said fist. <laughs> but I mean, football is loaded with but those But you just like things, connected right? it to fisting because that's... Because he guess, immediately something. thinks of his favorite pastimes or... <laughs> I mean, this is... Uh, All right. Come on, guys. Uh, this show is gold. <laughs> Off right. the rails. Finale, guys. A little decorum, please. Okay. All right, we're doing... Point of order. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the NFC West. All right, here we go. Last year, the NF... No, sorry, that's wrong. Last year, the 49ers (laughs) won the NFC West and made it all the way to the NFC Championship game before losing two quarterbacks and the game. This year, they fully committed to Brock Purdy for dealing by dealing Trey Lance to the Cowboys for a fourth-round pick and a turkey sandwich. Brock Purdy (laughs) far outplayed expectations as Mr. Irrelevant in his rookie season, but he's coming back from injury. Defenses have had a whole offseason to study him and his tendencies. Nick Bosa is back, and he brought a bag with him. The defense is dominant. 
Debo Samuel can be a game wrecker and Christian McCaffrey is healthy for now. For now. Do you believe that the Niners, who are considered the favorite, will walk away with this division? Walk away? Walk away. I mean, it's a very bad division except for the 49ers. I mean, yeah, the Rams are awful. The Cardinals Cardinals are awful. The Cardinals are actually awful. They're They're actively tanking. full rebuild tanking mode. (laughs) I mean, we'll see what happens with the Seahawks, though. I mean, they're picking up. Them picking up uh, Jackson Enigma or Enigma. Enigma. Jackson Enigma. <laughs> if he doesn't That's, do well, that will be the nickname. <laughs> yes, right. Enigma to Enigma. Pairing him with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Oh, that's yeah. a formidable offense now. I um, think that receiver trio rivals the Bengals, and to be honest. They, and, and the Seahawks did right? the, uh, try to yeah. build, build up their defense a little bit too in the draft. So I think the Seahawks could be a contender i don't well will they will they uh take over the niners probably not but no. and i did say um, it but have they're they reattached for Brock sure, arm because him not having an attached arm and trying to throw balls in the la- end of that game last year was so sad could you the imagine if they is that he has an arm now good did they <laughs> assume he has an arm right did, but <laughs> did they take this opportunity you know in a secret lab somewhere under you know i imagine it's like 300 feet underground do they attach a secret bionic robot arm to Brock Purdy so now he comes back no, with like I mean, 10 times arm the arm he had before he's still playing football so I agree with that I think that's right what so they're like how do we keep, save him keep like, in mind keep in mind every team is reliant on their quarterback having an arm yes Wait, but this I don't know if Brock Purdy's arms back <laughs> honest question I don't know I mean well, he, he played Pete, a pro preseason <laughs> there, there is an arm it may not be human yeah right. They rebuilt him. They had the technology. <laughs> exactly. They just and borrowed the some Hollywood magic from the Although, Rams. I'm a little bit skeptical still of Purdy's kind of uh, Cinderella story last year. You know, I know. Mr. Irrelevant. The Six interception games drop have. rate, right? Is yep. that what you said? That's what I brought up before, yeah. So he still had don't think that's a real stat. One of the highest <laughs> interception drop rates of the entire league where he had... That's like the amount of women you almost games, picked up at the bar. In six games against all these other quarterbacks who played full seasons, he had the most potential interception throws dropped by other teams. So, so that's my question the, then. Is Brock Purdy, do they have such faith in him that they dealt Trey Lance? Or do they just have no faith in Trey Lance to get rid of him, get what they could, and that's why Darnold is the backup now? I'm kind of thinking the latter there. Actually, I think it's both. I, I, I think they, they thought that they, they had nothing in Trey Lance, so they wanted to try and sell high. And apparently sell high was a fourth-round draft pick. <laughs> Just oh, the man. amount. What was it? Jerry three Jones first round went, picks. Hey, could we just do that? And yeah. they're like, I guess you can. You're Jerry Jones. That's fine. Right. Was that but three years think, of first round picks though to get him? Initially, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah it was they a spent lot. High to get him. A lot oh of capital. God, but you would think so they high. would learn from what happened last year. It's like, well, may, and and with the new rule that the emergency uh, quarterback isn't officially on the roster, but yeah. you can make available on a game. You would think that they would have learned from what happened last year, having to go to their fourth quarterback that maybe we need to keep Trey Lance for just a little bit to see how things go. You would think that. He had one rain-soaked game last year before he got hurt, and they didn't. next thing you know, he's in a strip club. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it happened. But, uh, I mean, Trey Lance, (laughs) he just needs needs reps. He needs to actually make throws. And I don't think the 49ers did him justice. Do I no. think the Cowboys will do the same thing? I actually don't think the Cowboys are going to do the same either. I think he's going to have to Mm-mm. try and build his his career from the ground up. 
Like after he's probably he gets thrown up, thrown away by the Cowboys. Yeah. Maybe you can just marry a, a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader and ride that doesn't, off into the sunset. I mean, maybe. I just that, realized that Trey Lance might be the new Sam Darnold. He is the new Sam Darnold. Possibly. Or the next Eric. Mitchell Trubisky. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Right? Got drafted high into Chicago. Keep in mind, both of those guys played, though. <laughs> that's that's yeah, true. We at least know what they are. Right. right. That's true. Like, I'm trying to think of, a, of another quarterback that got drafted so high but never, never played. I mean, Jordan Love got drafted in the first round, and he hasn't played. But the Packers... Like they finally said, all right, I guess we'll we'll use our first round draft pick from four years ago. Yeah. Can um, we just take a second to talk about how the Cardinals sold Kyler Murray's whole team while he was at home? I know. <laughs> Spe- this, speaking of feeling easy. bad for a quarterback, man. Can though. we just feel bad for Kyler Murray? I'm sorry, I don't feel bad. Yeah. I don't feel feel bad for Kyler Murray. I don't. I mean, I gonna, he has a lot of money. Him. He has a lot yeah, of money. That's true. That's true. But and he's so, so short. that's that's the criteria. If they have money, yeah. we don't feel bad for them. And he's rich, we don't care. <laughs> What rich prick? <laughs> <laughs> I have no no empathy for that man. Oh man! Yeah, pretty much I anyone actually, that makes more money than me, I don't have empathy for them. No. I don't know that I feel <laughs> bad for him, but the Cardinals are so very much uh, obviously so badly mismanaged, so badly mismanaged. They really are, and it's it's mm-hmm. strange to see them already kind of moving on from Kyler Murray while he's still there. Oh, did you hear the uh, what's that, the USC quarterback? What's his name? Caleb Williams or yeah. something like that? Yeah, that's uh, what they want. Supposed to be yeah. the first round draft pick, and they it came out today. It's like, yeah, we might play another year at USC. <laughs> yeah. well, well, that's you know, part of the change with happening. the NILs. Yeah, yes. you could make yeah. money in college now. Sure. My my question is about in Car- or, uh, not Carolina Cardinals. They have a rookie head coach in Jonathan Gannon, who I've already brought up as despised, yep. <laughs> and he's a weirdo. Go check some social media on the stuff he says and does with his sound effects. And I guess I'm not really one to throw stones, but anyway, my point being that I was shocked to find out that they gave him a five year contract. You serious? That's what I found. Doesn't unless it was lies on the internet, and I'm doesn't, thinking do- if I'm surprise me. Caleb Williams or whatever his name is on and they get the first pick next year. Yeah, I'm going back to college. This is the same organization yeah, that hired Cliff Kingsbury. Shit. This is the yeah. same organization that hired Cliff Kingsbury to whatever mm-hmm. big deal that they yeah. that they signed him on like zero experience. Mm-hmm. It is time for the next topic, okay? So the Look, AFC you- South made a lot of noise uh, this offseason. The loudest noise came out of Indianapolis with the latest evil supervillain, owner Jim Ursay, proclaiming that Jonathan Taylor is worthless. <sighs> that, now, that's the saga is still going on as the running back has demanded a trade, but is currently on the physically unable to play or pup list. Meanwhile, most experts are looking forward to the rise in Trevor Lawrence's play, especially with the Jaguars acquiring Calvin Ridley recently recently off his suspension for gambling. The Texans arguably won the NFL draft by getting C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. with the picks numbers numbers two and three. And finally, this is a a reminder that the Titans are also in in this division. Uh, So, so everyone, by the way. Public well, service announcement. <laughs> well, anyone from the AFC South surprise us this year and maybe even win a playoff game again. I feel like people are still sleeping on Jacksonville. They're good. It's Jaguars, baby. I know. Doug, Doug Peterson, yeah. man. He's a, he's a Super Bowl winning coach, right? And adding Calvin Ridley to that if he's still got I know. it. Oh, he's still got it. That's dangerous. He's still got it. Calvin Ridley's I, still got it. Tank Bigsby is for real. They've got a good like, team. What a name, too, like for running D-hop, Travis Etienne. <laughs> the D-hop, yeah. Derrick Henry Titans. 
are more than meets the eye, honestly. Really? Yes. Prove it. They Who's our quarterback, John? Who's our quarterback, John? I mean, the skill players are all there, to, but... <laughs> again, uh, we, we said this about the 49ers for a while. Uh, you could throw it to DeAndre Hopkins that he'd probably catch it. Yeah, but the 49ers are much more complete roster compared to Tennessee, I think. Now, Especially uh, defensively. That being said, I really am just another owner wishful thinking, and I want the Titans to score a lot of uh, a lot of points. <laughs> Who's on your fantasy team? Uh, Derrick Henry. I, Derrick Henry has to score a lot for me okay. to be a happy happy what? soldier. But I mean, oh, he he still will. I don't know if that translates the whole to a lot of wins. League is a mess, except for the Jaguars, and so I mean, I feel really bad for Anthony Richardson talking about being feel bad for millionaires. The the Texans are pretty yeah. terrible. I mean, they're all pretty terrible. It's a pretty terrible division. The Jaguars have had the first round or first overall pick in the draft multiple years in a row. Multiple That's years. That's had to pay off at some point when you get a real right. coach. I yeah. mean, they got a quote-unquote generational talent in Trevor Lawrence, and, and now they've got a, a number one number one wide receiver, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram got paid. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't win this division. No, they're going to win it by. F- they're going to win it for fun. Just. Quick question for Trevor Lawrence. Can you still get Christian Kirk like at least 12, 13 fantasy points a game for me? Thanks. No, he's going to be throwing. <laughs> Petey's going to be throwing the ball entirely to Evan Ingram because the NFL is a tight end. No, he's going to throw it to Calvin it. Ridley. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin Ridley is going to get a, a lot of catches. Well, Evan Ingram all day. You know what? I think they're all going to get fed. The research think they're all going to get fed. Now that he's not a giant. <laughs> that was when's the last time we've seen the jaguars as a just like launch lasers all over the field team man this yeah. is this is kind of fun i mean this could potentially be and this this might be a little bit uh a little bit too much uh the best team since the tom coughlin years for the jacksonville jaguars i yeah. don't think that's a stretch i think better well, than that well that those teams made it the afc championship go so they we'll did see. i mean between the Titans, the Colts, and the uh, and the Texans, they might win five games. So, I think the Jaguars are going to come out with Jackson Deville in that American flag thong. He's going <laughs> to shake. He's going to shake that crotch magic right into the team, and they're going to make Amazing. the playoffs. So, love Jackson Deville. Do you think I, every time I watch Jags play, though, I, I crotch magic. And I, I just like I look at Trevor Lawrence and I'm like he must be from the Ozarks. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he the, just the seems mullet. like he drinks whiskey out of a bo- of out of a bag, the, right? The, the I don't know. Sir- he he the way he looks, he just reminds me from uh, of Sunshine from Remember the yeah. Titans. Yes, I see Sunshine and Spicoli. Yes, yes. a little bit Spicoli. Spicoli. Times. That's yeah, really every good. time I see him talk about football, with his he's got giant biceps too. He's a young oh, dude. Yeah. He, I just want him to go. Mah! <laughs> is, is he not the perfect amalgamation of like California surfer dude like slammed into um, Florida man in like a particle accelerator and that's the result you get yes. could be speaking of the new uh, of the good place by the way Blake Bortles baby Blake Bortles Blake oh, Bortles oh, how is he doing don't these say, days don't say Blake Bortles don't say Blake Bortles <laughs> Jake Shortles right <laughs> <laughs> you guys watched that show, right, Pete? Yes, it was oh, great. Oh my god! I think I, I think I need to rebinge that show. You need to rebinge that show I I once every that. few years. It's very yeah, enjoyable. That's, that was such a good show. Yes. Oh, Holy fork and shirt balls! 
All right, so I'm guessing we're all in the Jags Sorry. to win the I mean, AFC South. It's the only team that's going to yeah. win games in the AFC South. Yeah. Actually. Arguably the worst division in football. Arguably the mm-hmm. worst division in football. Can we talk about the next worst division in football, though? Next topic! And so, and it's funny that you said that because I wrote my intro for the NFC South like that. So now we travel from the best division, the NFC East, to the worst division. Uh, in its 21-year history, it has been mostly unpredictable, and maybe that's the way they like it. Uh, the 23-24 campaign marks the first time that all four teams are rebuilding, which should leave us with some football? Um, I think the Falcons and the Bucks are entirely forgettable this season, even with Bijan Robinson. And while the Bucks are hoping to stay relevant, the Falcons and the Panthers are in full teardown mode. Uh, however, the Panthers, uh, adding Frank Reich at the helm, could surprise us. Uh, number one pick Bryce Young will start the year and have access to many new offensive weapons like Adam Thielen, uh, the previously mentioned Miles Sanders from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and DJ Shark. Uh, all that said, I think the team to watch in the South is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Saints are still, I think, very good, even with Alvin Kamara out once he gets back from his little vacation. No. And uh, Chris Olave <laughs> and Michael his Thomas. Mandated vacation. Right. Yes, his mandated vacation. Uh, also, the Saints quietly have had a top 10 defense last year that overshadowed, was overshadowed by their struggling offense in the first year with oh, that no. legend this year. And I maintain that he is a very capable starter. Uh, even last year, passing for over 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. And so, my overall question is can Derek Carr. Rescue the sinking New Orleans Saints, and is Bryce Young a star on the Panthers? And what is actually going on in Atlanta? <laughs> uh, I think you are. Uh, I, I, I think you should there. give a little bit more credit to the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young is, uh, I think, is going to be a pretty, pretty good rookie quarterback, and he does have some weapons around him uh arguably the best running back name in at least my favorite running back name Chubba Hubbard and Chubba he's Hubbard, also yeah. got he's also got Adam <laughs> Thielen um as a wide receiver I mean they grabbed Miles Sanders for him to run the ball I don't think Miles Chubba Sanders Hubbard, I don't think Chubba Hubbard runs the ball that much anymore no my, I, I mean he, they they might they, they yeah it might be a shared thing because Miles Sanders has never really been a number one back he wasn't I mean, that in Philly how many touchdowns did he score last year uh Jeff, because it's more than ten. It was it was a good amount. It was a career year for him, I think. Yeah. It was like yardage. He, he played touchdowns. very well last year. Yeah. Thousand but yards. He, he, he had a good year. Yeah, he had over a thousand yards, but he did kind of fade towards the end there, especially in the in the Super Bowl. They favored Kenny Gainwell over him. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Could be just, I, that could have just been wear and tear of the season, though. But I don't. I don't have much confidence left in him. So, mm-hmm. I, and I I think the Falcons are going to improve with uh, with Arthur Smith as their head coach. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with the with the QB. Um, what's his name? Desmond Ritter. It's yeah. We'll we'll see what he can do. I mean, I've heard some I, good I, buzz about him, but that's what yeah. they say every offseason for every and, team. And yeah, I mean, with with Bijan Robinson, and you got uh, Drake as your uh, wide receiver, and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, uh, they have some pretty good skill players. So I think the Falcons might turn some Did heads. Kyle Pitts score one touchdown last year, or was it two? It was very few. <laughs> It was way it was less more so than Kenny Galladay, but we've seen Ooh, Patel like what <laughs> with even across the bow. At least he's not Nathan Peterman, we'll right? Right, right, Pete. He's yeah. not Nathan Peterman. Better yeah. than um, Nathan Peterman. I, and and uh, the Bucks. I mean, they said they got Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I maintain. Crickets, 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 crickets. I maintain that Baker Mayfield is very, very bad at football. He's, he's so really bad. bad. He's not bad. He's, at really he's bad. not great at it. 
Replacing mm. Tom Brady with Baker Mayfield is mm. like replacing Michael Jordan with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> in basketball. Hot take. Now, Crazy. keep in mind, now, now Tampa still has some, some pretty good receivers on their team. They, I mean, they got Mike Evans. They, they do. Chris Godwin. Good. So Baker still might accidentally get at least 20 touchdowns. But, but were you confident yeah. that Baker would beat out Kyle Trask in the preseason? I would, because Kyle Trask is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the problem with Mayfield is that he's serviceable enough to just be good enough to where you can't it's hard to unseat him unless you have a surefire franchise quarterback, but that's going to lead you to eight wins every year at most. I think yeah. they're going to both be really terrible. Probably they more could. like I six. Mean, they're they're going to need a good running game. Um we'll see what happens with Ronald Jones now being kind of the lead back in in Tampa. As, uh Baker also, has like definitely 100. shown that yeah, Baker needs a good running game in order to succeed because he. They don't yes. have a good running game. They don't have a good team. We'll see. Mike Evans should leave. I mean, I mean he should just uh, Evans, leave. Evans is in the twilight of his career. He can, you know, Buffalo could use a really respectable number two receiver. Since he's asking for more so. money. He's you asking for more money. These receivers. You should get a rental. You need more than one receiver, Pete. Can we? I just want to win you one. You should Super get a Bowl. rental. You need one. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I maintain, I, I keep saying that, but I mean, I mean, I think Derek Carr is better than he looks on. I mean, Derek Carr was on a very bad Raiders team last year and he had a very good season. He's, he's not a bad quarterback. He's not, not a, a bad, bad quarterback, quarterback at all. He really I, I is. No, I think his arm talent's been underrated he's for on many years. Probably the best team he's ever been on. He has yeah. been working hard all offseason. Um, Chris I, I don't think he's a real deal. Michael Thomas. I don't, I don't is think back. he ever, I don't think he ever understood Josh McDaniel's offense either. Like, I don't think yeah. he did either. No, he, I, I he said that he said that a few times last year, and I mean it's the numbers kind of showed. He, even having Devonte Adams on his team, he's I think like, the Saints yeah. win for fun. I think they win at least twelve games, if not more. I think and they I've will be that, a fun team to watch. I've I've they said this be. before. You know who they have coaching Derek Carr, John Gruden. Yes, interesting. You know, and he came I, back I've for, been, for 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 Derek Carr, right? And he essentially came back for Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of rooting for Derek Carr this year because I feel like with all that went down in Vegas last year, did you see how salty he was during the Pro, Pro Bowl skills contest, which mean absolutely nothing for this season of NFL, but just to see him decimate all the other quarterbacks and I mean, all the skills competitions there and do it the, with the, like, you know, fire under in his eyes was was great to watch. That was the entertaining. The part about the end of last season for Derek Carr is that the Raiders could have probably made the made the playoffs if they let Derek Carr play. But they're like, you know what? They started kind of hot, didn't they? They did we're, the year they, before. Yeah. 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 yeah they, they made the playoffs good. without that coach. Right. It was right. Uh, Rich Basaccia or whatever. Rich yeah. Basaccia. Yeah. Very good for two they or three years They should have just kept him. Tons yeah, of great Yeah, why they players. did? I don't know why. Right. One or two games off and they're like, Derek, you know, you've been great, but why don't we let this rookie try? Yeah, like, another team badly managed. Mm -hmm. Another team that's yeah. been badly managed. Again, so he they took gave his up ball Darren, went, Darren Waller. Yeah, right. He took his ball and he went home. He was just like, I "This sucks. I'm out." When they made that Josh trade, McDaniels I thought they were is trying like, to uh, is like uh, what's his name, Adam Gase. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, he was just a name who just mm -hmm. kept getting floated and kept mm -hmm. getting jobs, and never t worked out. I think it's yeah. even worse than Adam Gase because he's like, I remember when I won with all of these former Patriots. So I'm going to hire all of these former Patriots. Tom I mean, Brady's we, even an owner. <laughs> I'm, I right, wouldn't be surprised right. if Josh McDaniels is like, so you want to suit up one of these games? I think. <laughs> oh, that's I exactly think Devontae what. Adams and Mike Evans and 
they should just go form a basketball club or <laughs> buy a go strip club or something. Go play oh, pickleball. Go. Just like, come on. All right. Greatest support. You know right. support John, I, I will join you. I will take the Saints as well. Yeah, let's I mean, talk yeah, about Saints. it. Saints for two. What do you guys think? Saints. Yeah, I'm I'm hot for the Saints too. What did I, I write I, down? And I I think the Falcons are gonna be a surprise playoff contender. Let's you think see, they're gonna make the playoffs? Sa- okay. I think the Falcons. Are- I wrote so, uh, okay. Saints at ten and seven. So. Panthers so, at nine and eight. Falcons at seven and ten, and the Bucks at a measly four and thirteen because Baker Mayfield is really bad at football. Baker, yeah. An interesting <laughs> fact for the last, I believe it's at least been sixteen years. It could be more than that. There have been at least four new playoff teams every single year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think the Falcons are gonna, is going to be one of those teams this year. Yeah, I would take the Falcons over the Panthers this year. I think the Panthers are going to be a very good 2024 and 2025 team. I think but, they're going to surprise you. And I don't think the Panth- uh, the Falcons are going to be very good. It'd be fun to see. Bryce Young looks really good in preseason. They will be possible, but, but Bryce Young looks great. And um, yeah. the preseason doesn't matter. Adam Thielen, who still is very good at football, and uh, Miles Sanders, I think, is going to help a lot. Ritter we'll is the most interesting thing to me because they have to know what they have in him now to see what they do next year at the position. Yep. But it's it's interesting. I think he went in the second round. He was fairly someone, early. I want to say he was way, won that. It was way earlier than I thought. And then Sam Howell, who's also a starter now, went in like the fifth. And I feel yes. like Sam Howell has a better chance to be a starter next year than Ritter. That's hmm. just where I'm at. But I would agree with that. Okay. I would agree with that. Hey, it's a that's the topic. Let's travel back to the AFC, to the West Let's specifically. Back in time. Yes. So uh, the Chiefs are probably going to win, and that's that. That that's it. Next topic. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, fine. I guess I should say more stuff. Um, so things actually aren't all rosy. In the fourth, by the way, right? By the way. Uh, yeah, they're ahead, but uh, things are not all rosy at Arrowhead this season. As um, Surefire Hall of Famer Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee this week in practice and had to miss at least tonight um, with potentially being a more serious injury. Um, you never know how these things can play out when swelling goes down and they can get a better look at things. Hopefully he's okay, but I don't know. I- I've seen I've seen worse things happen to people. So. You've seen well, some this, shit. If things go bad with this injury. Will this ruin the chief's chances at a Super Bowl repeat? And who in the West has a chance to capitalize on this? Should Kelsey miss additional time? We're still waiting for Herbert and the chargers to take that next step and win the big, huge games that count which never seems to work out for them. Denver suffered a horrible season last year. Uh, yeah. Hack it. Can't hack it, but have <laughs> has a new coach trying to revive Russell Wilson for one last ride and the Raiders. Well, we just, ugh. Mm-mm. So, uh, I'm not sure what to make of them this season. We, we've already kind of talked about them. So, gentlemen, what what does budge the needle at all in the West, or does it just always run through Kansas City forever? I mean, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are obviously the bell of the ball in that division. Um, Sean Payton's it, Denver is interesting for me. They, they I mean, they can't yeah. do any a much worse than they did last year with Sean Payton no, at the helm, that, right? That, that was true. <laughs> I mean, uh, Russ isn't bad right like i don't know the last two games or so that he played with a different coach he showed out yeah yeah javante I mean, is they they rebuilt javante's knee that's great um they just lost one of their wide receivers though mm, uh, i can't remember who, who it is yeah patrick? patrick oh he's, and then judy 
suffered something. Judy, Judy, yeah, Judy, her, yeah. Judy should be okay for I think for the first game. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, he'll I, be I, think okay I saw that for most of the season, uh, if not all. Um, and then they still have Cortland Sutton too. Um, yep. Marvin Mims, but and they have a they have a, a, a an okay defense. So I mean, the Broncos might be okay. I mean, they're certainly going to do better than last year, but they're probably not going to. They're still yeah. not going to be good enough to face off the, the against. I the think Chiefs. the addition of uh, Samaje Perine, I think that's a really good pickup for them too. Yeah. They're the most interesting team for me this year in in the West, just because. I feel like it's the same story every year for the Chargers, and the Chiefs are boring at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Raiders the, are bad. Yeah, and yeah, the Chargers are the only other team that is a possible contender. Uh, I am not a big fan of their head coach. I think Brandon Staley mm-hmm. should have been fired last year, but he is still the coach, and he's still probably going to make some horrible decisions in in the in crunch time. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Justin Herbert's is amazing, and you you still have your Mike Evans, and you have oh god, I can't think of the other Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Eckler is still yeah. electric. Like he's one of the best pass catching backs in the league. I feel like. Yeah, I mean they they still have That's, a pretty good D line, although I don't think they did enough to to fix the running the god awful running defense that they had last year. Yeah. Uh so, I mean, the Chargers are probably going to be in it in the playoff contention, but will they overtake the Chiefs? I don't think so. No, it it would have to be like Kelsey. If we find a misses the entire season, and then I don't know. Even if Kelsey misses the entire season, the the refs actually turn against Mahomes for once. And I know, think a left handed Patrick Mahomes will still win the NFC or probably. the AFC West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Detroit Detroit just scored somehow. So. I like the Chargers. Uh, I've decided to be a fan of them this year, but I don't okay. know that their defense has enough to stop Patrick Mahomes. So it, it does seem like it's the Chiefs. But I will say this about the Chargers. They got a new offensive coordinator in Kelly Mon, who's had some hype for a while. Uh, not that I think it's justified, but it's there's been hype. <laughs> uh, he was on the Cowboys. The, right. And and for he was floated for a little while. Is he going to be the hot new head coach someday? Well, maybe mm-hmm. at the Chargers, if they decide to get rid of Staley. Uh, next year we see him ascend. It's possible. Oh, if he does, that would be that would be a great. It's guy. possible if he if he has a good, really good year and gets the most out of Herbert this year, they may end up making that transition next year if they don't win enough games. So, that, I don't think that's enough to take over the Chiefs. Obviously, they're not there yet. I don't think anyone in this division Kellen is. Also, and that's, very young for a head coach. He, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, he looks like a ventriloquist dummy. He's super young. <laughs> yeah, he's thirty five. my lap. Yeah. 35 that, well, that's the whole yeah, thing that, okay. that's the whole thing with nfl coaches now they all they're all like we're super young i mean sean mcveigh is, is is still like i think it's he's still the youngest head coach in the nfl and he was well, that might not yeah. be true anymore but uh i think last year he was still he was the youngest nfl head coach and he was younger than he him. was that way when it was like four years ago when he when he initially got hired by the Rams. And Nick Sirianni is not afraid to cry. So well, this is nothing new though. Afraid to cry. Lest we forget, John Madden himself was in his 30s when he coached the Raiders to a dynasty. That's right. He was he at the he, time everybody thought it was batshit crazy that he was the head coach of a football team that young. He pulled it off. It's hard to imagine him young. I know. Look, <laughs> look, look back at the like some of that footage from like Super Bowl eleven and stuff, and yeah. oh my god, just seeing because even when he was young, he looked old. He didn't look. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he looked the same. Just had he was um, a massive longer man. and and browner yeah. hair with the but tie he, on and all that. He looked like he, a gym coach or something. Kind like, of. He he pee. sort of did have a gigantic baby face though, which was really funny. Uh, <laughs> hey Beavis, 
There's like a next topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. NFC North. After 15 years starting for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has left the division. The Lions have been a perennial punching bag, but head coach and jacked dude Lebowski. Uh, <laughs> what he looks like, Dan Campbell, had them on the fringe of playoff contention. The Bears had a horrific year, but Justin Fields had a bit of a breakout. Enough that the Bears seem convinced he's their guy moving forward. This was evidenced by their willingness to trade the first overall pick in the draft away to the Texans. Last year, the Vikings won the division with a record of 13-4, and but that was a whole Dalvin Cook ago. This year, <laughs> the division seems wide open. So, gentlemen, who wins the NFC North in 2023? Lions. Jeff, we, go, we, Lions. we got to hire you as a writer, I think. Lions are exciting. That's good. <laughs> really exciting. Fast and young. I mean, I'm going to St. Brown and probably one of the funner play, uh, wide receivers to watch. Uh, David Montgomery just scored, so that's a big upgrade for them. Um, I think they win. I don't think the Packers are as good. I don't think the Vikings are as good. And the Bears don't have a defense. So <laughs> I, am, I am very curious to see what David Montgomery does this year for this team because there is yeah. no, no heat on him whatsoever. And I've never yeah. been a huge Montgomery fan, but it just feels like everyone's talking about the new hotness with uh, Jameer Gibbs. Montgomery mm. might be a sneaky play. Mm, Maybe. I, I just Especially don't when they don't seem to have any wide receivers outside of Amon Ross St. Brown right now. Because yeah. Jamison Williams got all suspended for gambling. All suspended. Never mind yeah. that. Ooh, I mean, well, how put, come no, how come no love the for the Chiefs Vikings? Four and out, guys. The, um, Vikings, the Vikings won 12, 13 I, games last year. I feel year? like they're in a weird state of limbo right now. Like they, They've gotten rid of a few All right, Yeah, really they got rid pieces. of Dalvin Cook. Yeah. They don't have Adam Thielen anymore, but they still no. have Justin Jefferson. They do. They, I guess they got Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, <laughs> you think <laughs> He's about it. He's always good for 4,000 uh, yards a season and, you know, right? 25, 30 touchdowns. Uh, they have they, a good they, receiving core. They have a good yeah. receiving core. They, they drafted on, on Netflix. They they nice. drafted Jordan Addison this past season, who seems to be he 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 might yep. be a, the real deal too. He's he's another um, one of those really flashy wide receivers that all went in a row in the draft. By the way, Alexander Madison. I mean, he has shown glimpses in the past that he could be a pretty good running back Alexander when he filled in Madison for Dalvin Cook. Is not Dalvin Cook, so you shut your mouth. Honestly, he is not yeah. Dalvin Cook. But is Dalvin Cook still Dalvin Cook? Maybe the, Viking, I mean, maybe the Vikings. Maybe the Vikings. He was a thousand yard rusher last year. He yeah, was, he ran a thousand yards last year, and the, the Vikings we remember has Dalvin Cook. And I'm not to say that you can't replace yeah. a thousand yard rusher, but it's not Alexander Madison. No, but it's, I mean, we, it's not because physically he doesn't profile the same. He's he's more to me like a Jamal uh, Williams. Yes, mm. he's that, more that of a, a, a a bruising back that right. can he can get some yards, but he's not he doesn't have the long speed to break one off like Dalvin does. He will get caught and pulled down at some point. And I think Ty Chandler has the has the better speed, but they also yeah. just signed Miles Gascan. So they did, they did. Ah, uh, yes, they did. It's another very good running back name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? the, other, the other thing with Minnesota it's, is, I feel like they're excited for Jermichael Hasty. That's a good running back name. Yes, <laughs> I just feel like their the record last year. It, I mean, even just looking at point differential was kind of a fluke. Well, um, that's the thing. Like, like of. Like the overwhelming majority of the games that they won were like by less than seven points. Also, yeah. Justin, I'm, I mean, and I, I'm, I first round pick Justin Jefferson in the redraft. I want Justin Jefferson to score a lot of points, but I think he's still going to be gonna fine. have a career year again. Oh, yeah. That's just, you can't, lightning doesn't strike twice in no. professional sports almost ever. 
but I mean, the problem with this division is every pretty much every single team here has had a bottom third defense. Yeah, that includes the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The Vikings might be the worst out of all of oh, them. Oh, the so, Vikings are definitely the worst. Yeah. So the the problem is that they have to use all those wide receivers and every single yard Kirk Cousins can squeeze out because they have to boat race people or they're not going to win that game. Right. It's, it's funny that. It's funny the Bears had a defense last year, and they decided they they didn't think at one point they were any good, so they sold off their defense, and then all of a sudden, Justin feels like, I think I'm ready to start playing football, guys. Right. Bad timing there. True. True. Yeah. The the Bears, I do think, will take a bigger leap this year because it did seem like towards the end of the year, the one thing they were lacking was a defense. Yeah. And it's that's their own self-inflicted wound, but they did get a lot of people this year in uh-huh. the draft. Well, and they knew. They did bring I in mean, some uh, agents. Sure. Yeah. 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 But you could make also the point that the Lions with a lot of their guys last year, um, you know, they had uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Kirby Joseph, their safety. They're in their second year now. They added CJ uh, Gardner Johnson and Cam Sutton this offseason, and they drafted Jack Campbell, the linebacker and safety Brian Branch. So they loaded up on defense. Their quarterback is still Jared Goff, but their yeah. backup is Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy two gloves. I've always liked Bridgewater. You say that, but Jared Goff (laughs) won Detroit last year. He won the last few games with great performances, and he looked really good, and they invested in him. They said, like we talked about on the show, they said that Jared Goff is our guy. And he obviously is because they're winning. What else are they going to say? (laughs) They're winning winning the, the season opener with four minutes left against the Chiefs. They're doing it right now. I would say Jared Goff in this division is enough as long as their defense is enough and the running game is there. It's not like they're playing oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I think Gibbs this, run. yeah. By the way, I think Sorry. this Gibbs is channeling like old school when they, yeah, when the Washington football team had a different name, Joe Gibbs, where it's like just barrel rolling and spinning around everybody and, you know, battering ramming his way into uh, relevancy Joe Gibbs, immediately. Huh? Joe Gibbs, we're going to have a Joe Gibbs reference on this. Good on this reference, Pete. Next topic. So the University of Colorado made quite uh, quite possibly the biggest splash during college football's opening weekend last week by defeating TCU, which was one of the top four teams last year. This was primarily due to Deion Sanders becoming their head coach after a successful three-year stint at Jackson State. Coach Prime is big on providing a supporting yet accountable culture, and his mere presence has attracted a lot of players via the transfer portal. Now, the season is still very young, and time will tell if the Buffaloes, that's right, they're the Colorado Buffaloes, have what it takes to make it to the college football playoff. So, everyone, should we be taking Deion Sanders as legitimate head coach, and will he eventually jump to the NFL? He has been very successful. I think that the point you made of um, kids just want to play for Deion Sanders, and so people are transferring to Colorado is a good one. Um, but I mean, you look at like, there's a whole bunch of cool stories. There's a story about Jimmy Horn. I mean, you look at the way he treats the players and the way he talks to the players, he knows how to be a football player. And I think absolutely that's a lot. Like, absolutely. Good locker room. I mean, every lot, every playoff team the Yankees ever had. And I always like to say this have always been a very, very, very vibed, like a very good locker room. They have a lot of fun. They play a lot of games. And I mean, I think that's important, right? It's important to be relaxed. It's important to also know how to play the sport. And I think Deion Sanders brings both of those things. Do you think winning breeds or sorry, I messed that up already. Do you think culture breeds winning or does winning breed culture? 
that's what we're saying, right? I think that yeah. culture with the right roster breeds winning, mm-hmm. but also um, if you bring in, and I think that was maybe the administration's idea, if you bring in a winner, Deion Sanders is a winner, then other winners will follow, and it doesn't matter if he's good at football or not. It just so happens that he is, but he's also a name that brings kids who want to play for a name, because remember, all these guys are in their 20s. Yeah, and Deion... I, I, Dion, while he said that he he doesn't he's not a big believer in culture, like he'd he'd much rather just have the most talented roster than than have to worry about culture. But in a lot of respects, you're still you still are bringing some kind of culture to the uh, to to the team just based off of how you coach and your um uh, just just the way that you talk to the players and the your whole methodology and what and whatnot. So. I mean, you're you're right. They're kind of one in the same, and one will eventually lead to the other. By the way, Kadarius Tony just was the Kadarius Tony of Giants past and dropped a touchdown. So, you know, oof. There's that. It's okay. Sky Moore just caught a big touchdown or catch. Good, but did Tony like break anything? No, he just dropped the ball because he likes. Well, then that's progress, man. That's progress. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Pass oh, and not get injured. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now this this is one thing I didn't like about Coach Prime. The fa- now he at Jackson State he was big on uh, he wanted to promote historically black colleges because uh, that's what Jackson State is, and then he jumps to Colorado. Now a lot of uh, his former players from Jackson State did actually transfer to Colorado because of him. Um, but now is his message kind of a little bit lost because now he's at a, at a, a Big Twelve school. That um, it's not a historically black college anymore, and then I, I again I think this is to kind of go back to the question. I think he will eventually try to jump to the NFL from here. So the message kind of gets lost be, a little bit it, from before that he was trying to listen. People should start playing for historically black colleges. Right. I mean, do you blame him for getting paid that he's good at coaching football? Of course not. I mean, if you're what does what does what does he bring to the table as a coach that is going to translate to the NFL, though? And I know he played point. in the NFL, but I'm saying there are coaches at the college level who can play 20, 30 years. They're kings in their, their castle. They're making right. all the money, and they never get a chance. What does you're, Dion you're bring right to the NFL? That. I don't know. You're absolutely yeah, I mean, right about that. But someone might be like, well, you were really... They've done it before. Really successful college head coaches get drawn to the NFL. Chip Kelly, remember? Oh, he went oh to no, the NFL. I, oh, yeah. Of course, you should know, know that. that. Of course, know, you should know that. Right, I know right. they want to go. <laughs> I'm saying, does the NFL want them? Because I think it has been historically uh, not a good transition. And Urban Meyer most recently shut the door on that. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna stop. Like they're gonna. They're they're still gonna try and look out for those those head coaches. I mean, uh, shoot, who's the head coach of USC? I can't remember. Uh, he used to be in Oklahoma. He was like the quarterback whisperer. I can't think of his name right now. Where's my research department? <laughs> Mike, you always, Mark, you always tell these really good stories that you can't tell the punchline to. I'm sorry. I've been <laughs> in my defense. I've been drinking. That's fine. That's okay. Pretend we time. all know that guy's name. Lincoln Riley. <laughs> Lincoln oh. Riley. He is. What a great I story, mean, Mark. Wow. What a good reference. So, all Wait, right. So, didn't he, he fail before, too? No. He no? has. He was a head coach at Oklahoma. He brought. Okay. He, he got uh, uh, Baker Mayfield uh, a Heisman. He got mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. 
when he was there as well. Um, and now he's at USC and he has another Heisman quarterback uh, under under his uh, his his wing right now. So the fact that he has not been wooed by the NFL by now is kind of kind of amazes me. Hmm. Who do you think gets to be an NFL head coach first, Lincoln Riley or Kellen Mond? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Because I think what what you just kind of laid out is going to happen. I think Brandon Staley is going to get fired after this year, and and Kellen Moore is going to just slide right in. There are so many times you see these guys get hired as coordinators or whatever, and they just feel like backup plans. Yeah. Like doesn't it doesn't it feel like Eric Bieniemy is that right now with Ron Rivera? No, I don't think about that. I, well, I like no. Ron Rivera as a coach. I like him like too, but if he doesn't win games, too. that's yeah. What's that? I feel like this is the enemy's shot too to get under out of Andy Reid's shadow. I hope I so. I mean, it, it could happen because of the new ownership in in Washington, and so if they don't win, they might blame Rivera and they want to start with their own regime. So Rivera that could happen. Rivera was on the edge last year. I was surprised they didn't let him go. I didn't think they should have, but he was so close. Yeah, I really don't was a terrible roster. Yeah, I was surprised Bianami just Except didn't go straight to Hanneke. Washington as a head coach, honestly. Right. I'm, so, I mean, I'm you, honestly surprised they didn't hire him in uh, Carolina. I would have yeah, thought that would have made sense. It, it shocked me with just how, I mean, you're a mastermind, supposedly. I mean, yes, I know Andy Reid really you know, it was kind of behind that offense, but Bianami for sure had his influence on the chiefs of there did. For, for those years. I mean, like he knows stuff. I, I feel like he, and you know, the NFL loves offensive minded coaches these days. I, I don't know. It, it just seemed shocking to me that he didn't become a head coach somewhere. Oh let's, man. Let's land this plane. You guys like manifest, but better like manifest. <laughs> The callback, <laughs> the another callback to something that won't be oh. in the the audio podcast, only on oh, YouTube. Right. Only on YouTube, a rant about manifest. <laughs> Go oh check it out, you guys. It's the final destination. I mean, topic. As long as we're on <laughs> plane landing. The gag has become. The gag has become how much it makes you sad because it really makes me laugh. We need to, you know what? We need to put that on social media. All the peace reactions to when we do that. I may be smiling, but I'm, I'm sad. I'm silently crying. Sad on the inside. Europe, call us. We want to talk. All right, and in classic John fashion. Hey, You're gonna bum topic. us out. <laughs> I am a classic John fashion, an NFL-related last topic that will make us sad. In some sad news, uh, ex-NFL star Mike Williams died this week uh, on, at only 36 years old. Uh, Williams, who made 11.8 million dollars during his career playing for the Bills and the Buccaneers, died from a head injury sustained while working at a construction site. Um, the unfortunate tragedy to make me think first, why did he retire so early? And also, and probably a better question, where did all that money go, him working at a construction site? And so, what can NFL athletes do, or what can the NFL, that is, do to help athletes better manage their wealth while they are playing so they can be available to them when they are done after retiring from the NFL for f- after five years, in Mike Williams's case? I mean, I mean, so... What the NFL does for all their rookies, they do kind of like, you guys remember orientation in college, you go kind of go through all of those 
kind of BS like yep. little seminars and like there was mm-hmm. one about binge drinking and and uh, and uh, well the NFL does that with finances. So how many people are actually paying attention to that? Probably yeah. none. Uh, you've mentioned this multiple times in the podcast, John. What they need is the Rock, right? They need the Rock. They need have the Rock. Wa- they need have someone. You ballers yet? No, I still haven't. God, I will. <laughs> it's literally the plot of Ballers. But essentially, ha- if they had someone like the Rock, someone to actually like help them with financial planning, uh, they- then we would probably avoid certain things like this. But uh, I mean, who knows? Also, what happened? Maybe here was other things going on. Um, we, we don't, you don't know the whole story. Yeah. Uh, unlike, did you also hear this, that Antonio Brown thinks he has CTE? He probably does have CTE. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's actually like said like, no guys, I have CTE. Ex-owner yeah. of the, Al- <laughs> of the Albany Empire, Al- yeah. Antonio Brown. So, so yeah, NFL R. players R. get a lot of hits to the head and R. they R. probably R. have Empire. a they, they have to pay a lot of, there's a lot of medical expenses that they probably have to pay after uh, they retire because the NFLPA doesn't necessarily cover all of those injuries. And yeah. But I mean, speaking of the NFLPA, in five that, years. that was my question with this. Yes. You, you talked about orientations during their rookie contracts and things like that. I feel like this is a, a big opportunity that the, that the NFLPA could do with, with part of their setup is, is to, cater to these players when they exit the league you know where do you want to go from here we'll set you up with career advisors financial advisors uh, i feel like there could be a better structure set up for that if there isn't already um, i mean just take a, a a small fraction of your wealth and give it to a professional money manager and never work again never work again and i'd imagine a lot of players do but there are still some stragglers that maybe unfortunately don't I mean, or unfortunately, or just don't take and, and that initiative. What I wanted to get into is, unfortunately, it's a question of equality, and um, a lot of these people just have never had money and have never thought about money in a way, and all of a sudden they have more money than they know what to do with, and they're yeah, their they've been working their whole life just to get to this, just moment. to play football, yeah, right. and yeah. then they get there and they think they've made it, right. you know, it more feels money like than they it, could it, ever spend. It, it feels like I've made it to a, a level, and that's going to stay that way for a while, mm-hmm. but yeah, they there are programs. Uh, you know, John's right. I've I've seen that stuff before. Where they they talk about it, or sorry, Mark, that they talk about it, and there are people telling them that that exists. They're not listening, and if they don't listen to those programs, by the way, the Lions just won. Uh, if they don't listen to those programs, they bring in really Chad did. Johnson. Wow, they really did. called it. They need to bring in <laughs> Chad Johnson, who bought fake diamonds, lived at the stadium for a while. Ate McDonald's like he squirreled <laughs> all his money away, and no one was the wiser until years after he retired. And he's like, "Oh yeah, all that's like fake diamonds and things." And like, I got plenty of money. Like right. that dude was right. I mean, smart. If yeah. you give, if you buy your whole family Lamborghinis and mansions, mm-hmm. and you spend a million dollars on food a year, it's not going to last that long. It's just not. That's not the way mm-hmm. money works, right? And so. I think education would be important, but also just like giving them these tools that they need, which I don't necessarily like, like you take these 22 year old kids and you put them in, in a hotel for a weekend and you tell them to listen to classes and they're just, you know, sleeping with cheerleaders and trying to make friends with these people that they're going to play this very dangerous sport with. I don't think they're listening. It's clear that they're not right. 
How much did you listen when you were 20 years old? I didn't. Mm, right, yeah. I'm working IT in a middle management job forever. And, and, and Mike Williams, while he was kind of a name, he was definitely a big name in college, but in, in the NFL, he never really had that Well, he got most of that money from the Tampa contract. Yeah, Tampa he contract, did all right with the Bucks for a while. They paid him. Um, yep. He did not play very well for the Bills, and that's why the Bills released him. That's why he's yep. not playing football anymore. Um, but just working at a construction site and getting beamed by a steel beam and dying, I mean, that's a pretty sad way to go. That's tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Really tragic. Yeah. Like someone it, who was an actual college um, wide uh, receiving star, like an actual star in college. Sure. So I guess I mean, that also brings up the thing, the fact that, and then Pete likes to talk about why do these kids leave college if they're going to get paid now? Because they should get their money when they're young and they can. And they should get as yeah. much of it as they can, honestly. Well, not everyone is going to be able to make an NFL contract money, though. Like, you you will have those dangling out there. Like, I guess uh, th there was something that came out that Caleb Williams at USC could make $3 million from some NIL deal. Uh, $3 million to a college kid is a lot, but that's... Like compared that's, to an NFL contract now, the first year, yeah, it's not gonna, it's gonna be, it's, that's gonna be more than the first year of an NFL contract, but certainly not the like the third or fourth year. Well, of a not two hundred and fifty-seven million guaranteed for Joe Burrow, who is well, what twenty-six. Exactly, exactly. Okay, but that's the absolute top echelon of the league. And I mean, but and it's the thing that the conversation around Tua Tagliavola has mentioned a lot. Say the last name again. Tagliavola. Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Tongo Valoa. Tongo Valoa. Um, so, what I mean though is he still plays at great physical risk to himself to get that second contract. And that's why he wants to do it, mm -hmm. right? That's the life changing well, contract. That's the one that makes your family rich forever. He's got it. Yeah, he's, he's got it. This is his year. Because, in, in a lot of respects, too, if he doesn't do well this year, Miami's not going to keep him. Nope, they won't. Never, never mind a big ex contract extension. He's not going to have a job next year, at yeah. least with Miami, if he doesn't do well this year. Injury, yeah. injury or no injury. And we were just talking about all the first round NFL quarterback washouts. And there is a long, long, long list of them who are Johnny Manziel working construction <sighs> sites and middle management jobs and selling cars. I mean, these guys, they just don't have appreciable skills if they don't make it. And that was their life for 22 years. Their life was football. Sure. And so there has to be another plan. You know what yeah, I like about Johnny Menzel? He flunked out of the Canadian football league too. Oh my God. I know. And we're out of time again. This is yeah. a very good show. That is very long. That Jeff, did you have something that you want to say? Did... No. Oh, I, th I thought I interrupted you there. Sorry. He's like, I'm, no. I'm done with these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, shall man. we? Shall we end the game? We shall. I think so. Who won? Um, I, uh, you did. We Jeff. all won. We uh, all won. Yeah. We, we won having <laughs> you on, Mister. Mister. I love a good D. Yes. Anyway, love everybody <laughs> loves a good date. So that so that has been our ten topics. We would like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Mister Solsfus. Thank you. Please subscribe to us on this very YouTube channel or follow or like us on our socials at If These Balls Pod on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com. This is Mark Pescia for my partner John Campania and producer Pete Steffen. That's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk.
Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.